Lucky Land slots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before we, uh, I do what have What do you mean before thing. we what? He's already done the thing. <laughs> before we actually start. <laughs> Um, this is the show. So this is I have the a show. thing. No, you this cannot thing, be the get, show. Yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> I have a thing in 9:15, but I think there's a good chance that thing won't happen. So I might need to pop off and then to check. pop back on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, but it might happen. That's the thing. It might also happen. So we we shall see if it happens. I guess. That yeah. being but, said, um, so it, it's going to be a weird episode. I, I said I originally was was not going to be on this episode because of that thing, but man, uh, thank thank goodness you are. That thing? What bad thing? What's that? That thing? Oh, not bad thing. You said that thing. I thought you said bad thing. That thing. That thing. That thing you do, starring and directed I do by Rubik's Tom Cubes Hanks. Now that's what I do. That was directed by Tom Hanks, wasn't it? Uh, that thing you do. Yes, it was. Yes. Yes, it was. I never, I never saw it. I remember when the trailers what first the came fuck? out for that. It's a good what and the fuck kind of American movie. are you? I know. And well, a good, I, and a good I, song. <laughs> I was just like, this looks boring. This looks like a boring adult movie. I would think I was like seven or six when it came out. Mm. Don't look at me like that. Roll your eyes. What seven and six year you know, old would you know like what? that thing I, you I'm, do? I'm, I'm muting. I was I'm... too busy watching fucking cartoons. Uh-huh. Hey, and, uh, Joe, you, know, you might want to start living my best life because. Hello and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier flagship and international podcast at LRM Online. I'm your host, Brandon Jones, and with me, it's Jammer and Kyle. How y'all doing? Hey, hey, hey. Oh, is Kyle here? Is he, is he officially uh, being introduced? Kyle's always, Kyle is always here on the one. But he's not on screen. I'm not. He's not I on mean, screen. but it makes it easier if I say, uh, if I say Kyle in the beginning, because then in the end, if I say Kyle's on the ones and twos, people are like, wait, there was someone there the whole time. Someone's in your house. Yes. Call the call house. was coming from inside the house. <laughs> the podcast was coming from inside the house. <laughs> On this week's show, we're going to be having a conversation about Bullet Train, aka Snakes on a Train. Let's go with Snakes on oh, a Train. Oh, or Snake like on a train. train. Snake on a Train. Did you see it? Did you actually see it? Yeah, I saw it. I don't know. You sent like some old ass video with uh, oh, that was a Lambert. joke. That was so that Lambert. was a, so at the beginning of uh, the Alamo Draft House things, they usually have these themed ah. things where it's like they show clips from other tangentially related things. Like for example, they had what was it? They had a music video for Soul Train playing among many other things. And like, was it Soul Train? I forget the name of it. Something Train. Some song. Wow, you forgot Soul Train? You forgot Soul Train? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Don Cornelius is rolling in his grave. Don Cornelius. Whatever. But anyways, they have a bunch Don of themes things. And one of the themed things that was in this uh, presentation, quote unquote, like it was just, uh, it was this random movie. I don't know what the movie is. Do you know what the movie is? Apparently, you know, you recognize. I know Christopher who Christopher Lambert. No, I. Yeah, I know who he is. I don't know what that fucking random ass movie is. Is it Listen, Lambert? If it's I thought it was Lambert. Yeah, if it's Lambert. Lambert. Ew. If it's not Highlander, I don't know. Here, I'm going to put did. you up I here. don't Ooh, think I'm going to put Highlander. you on the big screen. There's your handsome face. I got this big screen. I'm going to make it bigger. Bigger, bigger. Can you talk? 
And can yes, there was a, a about, sex thing. Danny's your, not here, so I got to do sex things. Can you talk a bit about your screen? Because you seem very proud of it. So that audience is. I'm not proud of it. Like, it's a work in you. progress. You know what's weird? I have this, it's pseudo messy behind me uh, mm-hmm. and very messy in front of me. I am quite excited because it's weird. Even though it's messy, this is the best setup I've had since we've been doing the podcast because I've been yes. doing it in basements and garages and all kinds. Of, and like, this is like the sound. This is the like Port Hill Line professional. The sound is so good. I'm not going to lie. One of the things that initially bothered me was the fact that you were so echoey constantly. And I can't really talk right now because I'm pretty sure I'm fairly echoey at this point. No, so I can't fine. really talk. No, I mean, I, I'm, 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 I'm kind of echoey. echoey. Yeah, the problem right. is I put a bunch of those little sticky things that are on Kyle's wall, like the oh, uh, yeah. I can see soundproof yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, I, I put more, but they keep falling off. So mm. I, I don't know. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. Yeah, it's I'm like the rise. So like I'm going up and you're, you're going down. But anyway, yes. Yeah. So like even my cameras, like I'm 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 excited, and I think within a month or less, this is just going to be perfect. I'm I'm very excited. Anyway, so um, the movie in question looks like it's The Hunted from 1995. The Hunt? That sounds familiar. It stars him, Christopher and, Lambert. Yeah, Christopher Lambert and John Lone and Joan Chen, who I don't Ooh, know, I know who John Lone is. Really. That? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's nobody that you would know, but I know who he well, is. Well, <laughs> I just said he's I just one of those people is. that, like, unless you know who he is, you're like, I don't know who that is. Um, but it doesn't. It doesn't look like a great movie, from from what I saw. I don't think Christopher Lambert makes great movies. He's got what one of the Highlanders and Mortal Kombat. What else? What else you got? Exactly. I think I'm, I'm thinking ready to talk the show, though. Ready, ready to talk, ready to talk about the show. This is news. the show. I don't know why you keep doing. No, it. I'm ready to talk news items. News All items. Right. So, in it, fine, fine. In addition to bullet train, we've got uh, a bunch of news. A lot of it is Warner Brothers related. Like, Y'all. it's weird because we spent a lot of time like trying to figure out what was going on with Warner Brothers, and it just seems like it's getting worse, which is shocking. Is it though? Give it, no. Seems like. Seems like. Okay. Um. Yeah, who knows? Um, in addition to that, we've got a couple of trailers. One trailer, a couple of trailers. We have a trailer. Let's talk about a trailer. Um, we've got Disney's Andor. And admittedly, when I first saw the trailer, there was a teaser trailer that came out, which is weird when I say teaser trailer. Like it was as long as a normal trailer, but it was about as exciting as watching paint dry. In the trailer that we got this past week, it was much more interesting. You didn't um, like that other trailer? I like that other trailer. No, no I, didn't. I didn't. I think you were, I don't think you were on that episode because I think everyone else on the episode praised it. And I don't remember I don't give any a, sort of stick in the mud naysayer on that episode. Listen, listen. I don't know what's wrong with you guys, especially Danny. I think he's just a fucking diesel. And we'll, like, I, I don't understand <laughs> why he's just been liking all kinds of random things. So we'll talk about Bullet that train later. reference, folks. Bullet, Bullet train. train. They're going to be coming fast and furious. Just, just be careful for those. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't care for the first one. This one, I'm like, okay, I'm more into it. And I, I was more into the story. So I paid more attention to the trailer. And one of the bits of news that we got this week was the fact that they're not using the volume for this. Like this is all natural. I wasn't paying attention. 
I have known like, that. I saw the trailer. I've I known like, that. Yeah, uh, because that's been sort of one of the big selling points is that it's like this is like legit movie, not volume. Pinewood Studios. Mm. Um, so yeah, Pine, Pinewood. I don't believe has this volume. I think they're okay. all LA based. So at this point, here's my question: As someone that liked the shit trailer in the beginning, um, does this new trailer enhance? Does it do anything for you? Does it change? Your Absolutely opinion? enhances. Absolutely enhances. Why? This is probably because it feels like it has the ambition and scope of a movie. And it has enough content to actually fill its runtime. And that's been my problem with a lot of these Star Wars projects is they just feel like stretched out like a piece of taffy. Like you have this thing that should be three hours or two hours. And we're just like, hey, let's just go ahead and massage it and stretch it out. That was the case, you know, like with Boba Fett, um, which I still enjoyed, but still Boba Fett. That was the case with um, the Obi-Wan show, which... Woof. That was their worst show, in my opinion. I feel really bad about that. Um, and then The Mandalorian. Worse than the anthology? I don't count that. It's its own separate thing. Anthology, because each one is like a little It's getting short. another season, isn't it? All right. Uh, it's, mm, it is the thing a show. is, the anthology was very inconsistent, though, because each thing was its own standalone. I could say it was, it was better than most of the anthologies, but not all of them. There were a couple or a few of the anthologies that were better than Obi-Wan. Are you guys talking mm. Visions? Star Wars Visions? Yes. Yeah. He's okay, talking well, why not call it Visions? Because he didn't remember the name. Oh, okay. okay. That's why. It's called the anthology. It was. Fine, fine. Whatever. Visions. Star Wars Visions. Anyway, um, I think it's the Visions were so inconsistent, though, that like I think most of it wasn't as good, but also it's some of it was a lot better than obi-wan but anyways okay. now that you've derailed me um the thing with the mandalorian the mandalorian was different in that it didn't feel like it was like a single plot stretched way too thin it just felt like each episode was like stretched way too thin you know it's just like oh we need to go to this planet it's like let's go there very slowly um and kyle no, no, right it wasn't now, very slowly he crashed on every planet he crashed on every planet and was me beholden. That's like the beginning the, of every episode. Kyle, by the way, for those who don't know, I don't know if he's this is on screen, but he showed off. No, it's not. Okay. He showed off a little pop figure of the black and white uh, samurai inspired visions episode. The um, Wait, so did you actually like visions or did you just like what? It... You talking to me or Kyle? Him? Kyle, I loved he's got it. the Funko. I loved most oh, most loved of them. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, we did a a big uh, anime reversal and Cantina crossover. Even got a cam to watch all of all Ooh. of visions. So Cross yeah, ninth, episode ninth Jedi, uh, the duel. Ninth Jedi was great. Uh, yeah, the the duel, the the elder, um, uh, the twins, uh, the village. Yeah. Bride. I did not like the twins. I liked it like for what twins. it was. I liked it for what it was. Yeah. It wasn't as good I like as Village Bride. I, I'd Village hoped. Bride and Ninth Jedi yeah, were Village the strongest Bride. ones in my uh, opinion. Uh, uh, what is it? Um, Lope, uh, Lope, uh, Lope and Ocho. That I really enjoyed. I pretty Didn't much like that one either. Pretty much Akakari, Akakiri. The the last one with the very very stylized art. I did not care for. I could not get through the the art, and plus the story was was very dry. Which one was this? It was, was this very, the very very last Boy one. one. Very, very no, very 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 oh, very last one. Right, right. Uh, what was it about? 
like they're they're traveling I, like i can't even really remember it was so dry i don't i don't remember if there was someone that gets gets betrayed at the end of their their journey or or not like it was that i know what you're awful. talking about it was very boring it was like the you know which you one i like this guy who was a no um, a padawan right a padawan and he like gets betrayed by like who's his uh, master or something i don't know. something like that at the it Akakiri? was so Akakiri, that it's the no last that one. wasn't he wasn't betrayed it was they went to get there was a Sith Lord on the planet. Was there I a don't betrayal? Know, man. Yeah, I, I don't. I honestly, it was I just that. Was I remember watching that. I remember episode all. Being like, I don't understand, others. and I don't care. Yeah, I remember That's how I felt others. watching it. And I, I feel. You know which one I liked that no one liked? It what? was the one where the uh, they did the concert on Tatooine. Oh, that, I like that one. That's too. good if you, especially if you listen to it in in Japanese, because again, music mm. mechanically. When songs are are written in general, there are very, very, very few few exceptions to this, which I proved to to Jonesy. But there is a and and Jonesy knows this by playing music. There's a, a there's a mechanical element to to music, and if you uh, uh, lyrics are part of that, the way they're sung, not just written, but the way they're sung. And if you translate, localize, you have to mess with the mechanics because words are pronounced differently Fitting in different places, languages. Yeah. And uh go if you if you've not watched uh Tatooine Rhapsody, I think that was the name of it, uh yeah, in it Japanese, go watch it in, in Japanese. It makes it way, way better. I'm going to have to go back and uh watch that one. I don't think I've watched it in Japanese. Yeah, it's and worth to clarify to both. I was confusing the elder which is the one where the two folks go after the old mm-hmm. Sith Lord with Akakiri. Akakiri, oh man, I remember what that was. Now, I think I I loathe that episode. It was like at the end where the guy turned to the dark side. Yeah. It's like was I was already real. I was already exhausted and beaten down by uh Lopendocho, which I, I like, did not like. I love uh, the Elder, which I also did not like. And Toby, which I also did not like. So it was literally like getting pummeled by Mike Tyson of boring show. Um and you know by the end i was just i don't care i'm just getting through i'm just getting through the content getting through the content but okay. yeah after that peak of the ninth jedi it was a hard hard down so yeah for me the duel was great tattooing rhapsody twins was okay village bride i liked ninth jedi i liked and then it was all downhill so i'd say at about half of them to answer your question half of them were better than obi-wan okay so andor opinion. Oh yeah, more what the fuck we're we talking about Andor. Oh yeah, sorry, <laughs> I was really excited about Andor um, because it feels like there's enough moving Content. parts to the story to justify however many episodes they need. Um, yeah. So that's something to look forward to in my mind. So yes, I'm excited for that. It's a great big budget. It feels like it has the ambition of a movie. It doesn't quite look like a movie, but it definitely looks like a pretty high end TV show for sure. Definitely the most high end. Uh, Star Wars show we've gotten to date, but um, what about you? What do you think? Would you say it's budgeted for the big screen? No. Um, Is that what are you laughing at? That's a joke about Batgirl. Oh, okay then. Foreshadowing. Not not budgeted for the big screen. Um, What did I think of it? It excited me much more than the first one. Um, When you talk about moving parts, I think it was more apparent to me what the story was going to be. And not necessarily what it was going to be, but who was going to involve um, and seeing more of those characters. And it made me slightly more interested for a backstory for a character where I was like, I'm not sure I care about what happened to Cassian Andor before he got blowed up. Um, loaded. Loaded. But now I'm slightly more curious. Um, and yeah, it looks good. I mean, it looks is, fun. 
I don't think this is going to be a thing where it's just like, oh, what's going to happen to Cassian Andor? It's going to be like, no, oh, okay, what what were the moving parts of the rebellion and what was his role in it? Like but, honestly, so here's, here's I, I care so little it. about Rogue One that I could I just like pretend that that didn't happen. Here's one of the reasons. Okay, here's what happened. I care little about the characters in Rogue One. How about I wish that? they hadn't called it Andor. I okay. wish that it was called something else, and then my mind wouldn't be Rogue hooked One? on the idea of sure, Rogue Zero. Um, I would have liked or Rebels because I already have. No, they already took that. It's a cartoon. No, 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 no. Rebels instead of Star Wars Rebels, just Rebels. <laughs> Rebel scum. How about Star Wars Alliance? All right, whatever. I don't care. Okay. I get it. Um, I would have liked that because I, I think my brain would have focused in on what the proper focus of it. Like, yeah, Cassian Andor can be the main character, but this is really about the coming together of the rebellion, which we've seen a couple of times now um, in animated and form see mostly. Your point there, because I know Kirsten, when she, we watch it, she's just like, am I supposed to know who Andor is? I don't know who that is. Like, I don't know what that name is. It's a title knows, character. Yeah, like, it's, I get it. But, um, so I'm not sure. I'm curious if it's going to do a disservice to them. Luckily, the Star Wars brand is powerful enough. They'll just be like, even if there's someone who doesn't know, it's like, oh, Star Wars. All right. Is it? Is it? For the mainstream, I think it is. Regardless of I whether or not you're right. I your, your, right. your high standards are being met. That's right. So do you have high hopes for this show or are you just kind of, do you think it's going to, do you think this trailer is deceiving or do you think this trailer is representative of the excitement you will feel once you're watching the show? The first one, I think it's representative. Um, I'm in, I, I'm interested. I'm more, it, the trailer did what it was supposed to do. I am definitely more interested in seeing this than I was before. And I don't need to see another trailer. So there you go. Don't give us another yeah. trailer. When is this premiere? And or let me double check here. September premiere September twenty first with a three episode yeah. premiere only on oh, Disney man. Plus. You know, ladies it. and gentlemen. So make sure you, you you log in to your accounts. You sit in front of your computers, TVs, whatever, and uh, take in the beauty that is Cassian Andor. Is it Cassian or Cassian? I don't know. Don't care. Cassian, Cassian. probably. Jenny Cassian. Cash is um, I like that better. And or X. I like it. I, we can move on. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. So quick hit. Uh, last week, we talked about the fact that there is going to be another expansion in the Rocky universe. Uh, this one's going to be called Drago. Uh, you know who's not excited about it? It is goddamn Sly. Uh, Sly took to Instagram to talk about Erwin uh, Winkler, who's the individual who owns uh, the rights to it. And so he, in conjunction with MGM, are putting out this expansion of the universe and also includes Dolph Lundgren. And as I recall, the um, I think he said at to Dolph, like he was upset at Dolph Lundgren for signing on to this. And he didn't even get a phone call. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, he wasn't was, he recently not happy in sort of a legal battle to re uh, regain the rights to Rocky? Uh, Stallone that might be true. That might be um, true. I and if that's recall. the case, and with, yeah, I, I can go ahead and look that up. But I'm curious if that is the case. Um, what does that include? You know, what does that entail? Does that even entail 
Drago? Or is that like considered like something else that, you know, or is it just like the Rocky character, the Rocky story? So it's hard to say, like, I imagine as the person who created and directed all of these characters for a time that at some point it was Stallone who had all of that stuff. And over the years, he sold it all off for whatever reason. Um, so that would be my guess, but I'm not sure. So really going back here. Um, so this is if recently. Bing it. If you Google it, it'll just show you the thing from Instagram. If you, you bing have it, to you bing it. Stuff. Are you fucking kidding me? This no, 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 no. Listen, listen hear, me out. hear me out here. I hear me out here. It. No if one you try and it. Google something, like as news is happening about the thing, you'll only get the new thing. You got to bing it. You got to bing it to get the old Okay, stuff. you binged it, and what'd you get? What did you see now that you've binged it? I'm just sitting here waiting on you. I haven't binged anything. <sighs> All right. Well, you're just useless to me. I'm not going to bing anything. I hear that frequently. Um, should I move on? So I, move I don't on. know if there's any sort yes. of situation where he's looking to get it, but he does not have the rights. Uh, apparently there is a legal battle over the rights to the film, but there's no specific details. Okay. But this was just a couple of days ago. So, Okay. All right. Well, but I, I'm as we'll far as this happens. whole situation goes, do you want to see a Drago story? Only if it ends with like Drago punching Putin in the face. Short of that, no. I mean, it's one of those things also where I'm like, I only want it if it's good. You know, because Creed, we didn't need it, but it was really good. Yeah. Creed 2, we didn't need it, but it was really good. It's really good. Rocky Balboa, we didn't need it, but I enjoyed it. I'm not going to say it was really good, but I did enjoy I was, that movie. I was waiting for what you were going to say. <laughs> that movie is funny to watch in retrospect because it's literally just like inspiring quote after inspiring quote it's just a series of inspiring quotes very uh what's the word i'm looking for uh self-aggrandizing isn't the right word self-indulgent there you go um i mean it's weird because there's one quote from there that i say all the time but what was the one it was about it's not how hard you can Hit. It's not it's how hard you can hit. You can it's how hard you yes. can get hit and get keep hit. moving keep forward. forward. How yeah, hard you can get all the time. hit and keep moving forward. That's yeah, how winning is done. Great. It's great. Yeah. Um, and what I, I love about that movie is the fact that they were also able... <laughs> the one that you think is just okay. <laughs> no, there's those things... I mean, it's not a great movie, but I still like it. You know, we're allowed those movies. <laughs> But I like the fact that in Creed, like they rolled that movie back up into it, right? He gets to see his son at the end of Creed too. Who would? Yeah, that was weird. Was how in. like things ended pretty good with him in Rocky Balboa, and then in Creed, he's just like all by himself, no one to look yeah. after, old hermit, Obi Wan Kenobiing it, um, yeah. and then like it's. But I'm glad they answered at the end of Creed too. Yeah, I I really enjoyed that. I think he was played it's by weird. a different guy. No. Same guy. It's the same guy? Oh. Yeah, it's the same. I can't think of his name right now, but it's the same guy from uh, This Is Us, also Heroes. Oh, okay. Same guy, cool. same actor. And this, which is great. Like, it's weird. It is weird that this this movie has a mythology that they're just stringing throughout all of these films. But anyway, ready to move on? Yeah, let's move on. All right. In additional news uh, from an episode that you weren't on, fucker. 
one of the questions we were trying to figure out is why Ben Affleck was announced outside of San Diego Comic-Con as returning to the role of Batman. Um, I think a lot of us, me included, believed that Flashpoint or the Flash would be kind of his swan song, right? Because he said for years at this point that he was vacating the role. Now we got news that he's coming back to the role and we were curious as to the reason why it was announced outside of San Diego Comic-Con. And it turns out that the reason is because folks were on a tour on the Warner Brothers lot and saw Ben Affleck there on the set. And so Jason Momoa filmed it, TikToked it, TikToked it. Yeah, TikToked it, that's right. TikToked it. It's weird. I don't TikTok, so it's weird. That I think that's probably the first time I've ever said that. Um, and that's the reason why it was announced. I it kind of sucks because it would have been nice to have been surprised by this. Um, but can't so really quick, want. minor correction from producer Kyle Momoa What's Instagrammed up? it. He posted as an Instagram, Instagram, and someone else posted a reaction. On TikTok. Ah, this okay. Is good. How incestuous like this world has become. Yeah, he's old like you. He's he's our he's, he's our generation. He's he, our he don't geriatric tic, he don't millennial. TikToked. How old is Jason Momoa? Jason Momoa age. How it's old do you think like he is? You guys, you guys want guesses? 45. Who wants forty five? You say guess. What about you, Kyle? Uh, forty seven. Forty three. Damn. One dollar. No, is he we're, we're both over. This is prices right rules. We we both lose. <laughs> yeah, you both lose. I win as the dealer. I said one dollar. Um, why did you say one dollar? I did whatever, man. Whatever, man. The point is, is he is not that he's older. I guess. I guess. Ooh, is that older? Forty three is not. Forty three. Yes, it I is. Don't think. You know, it's <laughs> funny how that goal line keeps moving. The older you get. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. You're like thirty. That's not old. Thirty-five. That's not old. When I went hiking one time, there's this uh, there's this old lady that she had to be like seventy or something, and she had this shirt that says, "It's weird to be the same age as old people." <laughs> I love it. My dad, he's in his sixties. He was going through the airport in Florida, and he was like, "Yeah, something, something." These old people, and I was like, "I'm sorry, excuse me, what?" And he goes, "Old people," and I was like, "Dad." I know you're getting your AARP card and all that other <laughs> stuff. Like, I'm curious who it is you think you're talking about. He's like, no, no, no. But like people that need like wheelchairs and stuff. I was like, all right, sure. Whatever. But yeah. Anyway. Meanwhile, you have on. people, you know, who just, who have to use wheelchairs on normal. They're like, what the fuck? Jonesy's dad. I'm not <laughs> old. and I'm still in a wheelchair, dick. I'm saying, hey, no. So um, what were we talking about? What was the story? Oh yeah, We're the story about, was Batfleck. Uh, Jason Momoa, Batfleck. So, uh, Affleck, so I'm. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, all right, all right. Well, the thing is, I think is interesting is uh. So, have you all? Has anyone been on the WB lot before? No. Tell it me is about a it. fucking awesome tour. It is amazing. <sighs> like it is great. If you're ever in the LA area, I think it's pretty expensive. Like I think it's want to say like fifty bucks or seventy bucks or something. Worth it. Worth every penny. They they work. They they usher you through so many sets. It's not like Universal Studios, which I love. Universal Studios, where it's just like made to be an attraction. It's literally going through like the lots, going to old sets, going to see old memorabilia and stuff. And it's like if you're a film fan, and obviously Warner Brothers has an amazing history. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's just fucking 
it's amazing. It's it's basically everything that you want out of that. So definitely go to the WB lot if you have a chance to. Um, but anyways, that tour, like as Momoa experienced, it weaves in and out of the actual lot. So if you have hmm. projects and they probably went by and said, and this is where they're filming Aquaman and fucking Ben Affleck's walking by and they're like, oh shit. So it was probably an awkward situation bat. like that. Yeah. And so it was, um, that's really funny, but cool at the same time. But I guess, you know, I, I, I don't really care. I think it's more cool than anything else that their own little studio lot was so actually integrated into like actually going through sets that something like that was spoiled. I don't care. I think it's kind of cool. I'm more curious. So you, about don't know man. Why, you don't care that it's not a surprise anymore. I don't care. No, I don't mm-hmm. care. For me, I'm more of just like, is Ben Affleck going to direct a Batman movie someday? Is it going to be to the point where he plays this role enough? And he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, I've been Batman 87 times now. I may as well direct that movie finally. So who knows? Maybe down the line, he'll he'll have a change of heart. He'll be at a better place mentally. And I'll be like, this is time for me to bat it up, to suit up as the bat uh, for a full feature film. And I'll direct it. I'm holding out hope. Witness this, August the 5th, 2022. Mm-hmm. In about 10 years, when he's finally directing, you'll be referring back to this episode. I don't think so, but sure. Sure. I can dream. I mean, we'll we'll actually get into this a little bit. Um, probably when we talk about the Batgirl. Um, but yeah, I have thoughts about that. But let's well, move do you on. Have thoughts to... about this though? I'm assuming not, since you wanted to move on. <laughs> no, I already talked about it. I, I okay. wish I wish there was a surprise. Uh, I think it's funny. I think it's interesting that that is how it was spoiled. Um but, I, think I mean, it's more you know interesting me. than anything else. You I don't, don't care like, about surprises. I don't care about spoilers that much. I mean, yeah, there are certain things where I'm like, I oh, don't tell me about that. I'd rather hear about it. But at the end of the day, if you go like, oh, fucking uh, Snape kills Dumbledore. I'm like, all right, whatever. All right. I guess we'll see how it builds up to that. <laughs> um, No, I'm not like that at all. I'm, but I'm not a creative person like you. And I, I feel like maybe that's for, I think maybe as an author, you probably come at it from a different perspective, right? Because yours is mm. about the craft of how you get mm. there. I'm like, I fuck you can end that shit. And as soon as they ruin that ending, because you see it, in, I, I, to some degree, I see it this way. Like, did you earn the thing that you did? Um, how did you build it up? What blocks did you lay yeah. down? You're right. Yeah. I think that's 100% right. Like, yes, I am losing a little bit of something, but I appreciate watching it more as a creator that I'm like, all right, well, I know what's happening. Let's see how it builds up to that and if it's effective. And maybe I can enjoy it creatively on that level. That is 100% yeah. true. Yeah. And for me, that is that is part of it. But I kind of like being surprised as well. And I think the reason why I like being surprised is because it's hard for me to turn that part of my brain off that always wants to figure out what's going to happen next. And so when someone is able to uh, short circuit that part of my brain by delivering something I didn't expect. I enjoy it. It's like, oh, I got a rush. I got a rush. It's like life is coming. worth living for again because I didn't see it coming. I can be yeah, surprised. It's, totally like a, it's an Aaron Taylor Johnson, right? Bet you didn't see that coming. Like, no, I didn't. It's cool. I like that. Um, but yeah, we're ready to move on to some sadder news. Let's move on to some sad news. Some sad news. And it's it's weird because for a time jammer had sucked me into like old people die mentality. And I was like, you know what? You're fucking right. Old people do die. Um, Did I, is that, is that something that I 
that I spearheaded? Is this a movement oh, that yes. I, didn't, I was Absolutely. unaware about? Because I was like, oh man, and your more Cohen's dead. And you were like, he was like fucking 105. I was like, you know what? <laughs> you're right. He's fucking old. Like there were a couple people and you were just like, they were old. I mean, I, to be right. fair, I was like, yeah, that's sad, but they had good lives. Don't that's try literally it. what it comes don't, down don't to. Try that's, probably, now. that's literally probably what I said was that they had good lives. They had nice long lives. Good for them. Yes, it's sad they're so gone, listen, but they had lives. The measured tone in your voice that you're putting on now is not what it was like. I mean, yes, it's sad, but and it was very like. All right. Fair enough. Like, so. I mean, I'm not going to defend it because I don't remember the context of what you're referring to. But I'm oh, just I remember 100 percent. Right. Because every time I think about right. dead people in Hollywood, I was like, fucking jammer. He, t- he totally messed up my head. Now I think about this shit. Um, but that did not work this time. So we lost Nichelle Nichols uh, this past week at 89. And I think one of the reasons why for me it, it felt that way is because one, historically, she was a trailblazer uh, on Star Trek in her role. In addition to that is the people she inspired behind her. And it's not even like she inspired other people to be actors she inspired um Mae Jemison to actually go into fucking space right so the first black woman that went into space did it because of Nichelle Nichols and I think that's just such a crazy um a, such a crazy thing and, and that, there's I this old so tale about it like having to do with uh how she wanted to quit and was it MLK who told her not to I heard something like yeah. that I think that's probably true. Not to look it up. Because he knew that she would inspire people. I mean, maybe I'm just, you know, uh, repeating apocryphal tales that aren't really true, but <laughs> Martin Luther. Here we go. There we go. Yeah. You, Nichols, you right. Nich- Nichols was Michelle. once tempted to leave yeah. the series. However, a conversation with Martin Luther King Jr. changed her mind. Towards the end of the first season, she was given the opportunity to take a role on Broadway. She preferred the stage to television studio, so decided to take the role. Uh, Nichols went to Roddenberry's office, told him she planned to leave, and handed him her resignation. Roddenberry tried, Roddenberry tried to convince Nichols to stay, but to no avail. So he told her to take the weekend off, and she felt like she should leave. Then he would give her his blessing. That weekend, Nichols ended, attended a banquet that was being run by the NAACP, where she was informed that a fan really wanted to meet her. And this is a quote from her. I thought it was a Trekkie. And so I said, sure. I looked across the room and whoever the fan was had to wait because there was Dr. Martin Luther King walking towards me with his big grin on his face. He reached out to me and said, yes, Ms. Nichols, I am your greatest fan. He said that Star Trek was the only show that he and his wife, Coretta, would allow their three children to stay up to watch. Uh, she told King about her plans to leave the series because she wanted to take the role off on a Broadway, blah, blah, blah. And then she said, I never got to tell him why, because he said, you cannot, you cannot. For the first time on television, we will be seen as we should be why seen did he have a every dream? day as intelligent, quality, beautiful people who can sing, dance and go to space, who are perfect. Go to space. There you go. Uh, who are professors, lawyers. Dr. King went further saying, if you leave, that door can be closed because your role is not a black role and it is not a female role. It can be filled with anybody, even an alien. Um, so there you go. That's the uh, direct story there. Sorry I interrupted awesome. you, Jonesy, but go ahead no, and continue talking no. about how you, much you You it. interrupted with fantastic tales that we need to hear. Um, but yeah, no, that was it. Um, so that's the reason why I was sad. Uh, it's, it's the passing of an error. And in addition to inspiring people who want to become scientists and teachers and folks who want to go into space, there were other actors and actresses that followed in her footsteps. So from that perspective, 
it, it's sad. So, yeah. Yeah, it, um, I can't really say I can't really say I'm a hugely uh, influenced by her role on Star Trek because I really haven't watched much Star Trek. You know, I'm one of those people. Uh, but obviously, I do understand completely acknowledge the impact she has had on not just pop culture, but on like. Is it is it too aggrandizing to say human history? I guess, you know, you yeah. have the woman who's going to space, right? Because of her. That's a big deal. So human history. So she definitely will be missed. Um, and it's her impact cannot be denied. And so good for her. And you know what, Nick? Or sorry, you know what, Jonesy? Wow. Sorry, I, oh. I, I got confused because her name no, I got confused because her name Nichols. That was why. Um, and you know what, Jonesy? She had a nice long life. So good for her. She can she can clock out knowing she made a difference doing doing living her best life. Yeah. And it, yeah. The other thing that was kind of sad about that is it sounds like later in her years as she started to, um, it's not like she was sunsetting and having to mention that folks were coming after her and her property. And so I'm glad that she is now resting and not having to deal with it. It sounded like a, like a borderline Stanley type situation. So, um, I'm glad she's resting. So, um, Ready to move on? Let's move on. Yeah. More potentially sad news, um, but less sad because it also had a nice long life. The Flash. Season nine of The Flash will be its final season. So one of the first um, Arrowverse shows. So you had Arrow. The then second The one. Flash came after that. I said one of the first. Yeah. No, I was um, I was I wasn't correcting you. I was you're, embellishing, you're, with, with, embellishing with more okay. facts. Thank you for your embellishment. Um, So it's going off the air now and it is going to end its nine year run with a 13 episode uh, season. So we'll see how it goes. I actually stopped watching right after I can't think of the actor's name, but the character Cisco, right when he was going off. Yeah, that's probably "Ah." what season six or seven or something. It's yeah, it's been a while. I I stopped watching season three or four. What Draco Malfoy after his season. That was a good season. I liked him. Yeah, that, like I him liked too. him on that role. Um, but for me, like every time they said Team Flash, like I really was um, really into Team Flash. So Carlos Valdez is the actor that played Cisco. Like he was just fun, and it was he had a fun arc going from the guy in the chair um, to being a hero in his own right. So that was fun. And seeing other characters go through the same kind of journey. So, but yeah. Yeah. I yeah it, was, it was a fun show. I really enjoyed those first few seasons. And I can't really say there was any particular reason why I jumped off. Because I think the season that I watched, I still had a great time watching. It was just when the next season rolled around, I was just kind of like, <laughs> I just didn't get around to it. I you know what the problem is? Where I was like, What's up? The question is, the question that they ask every season is, is Barry fast enough? Inevitably, at the end of every season, the answer is yes. Right. So like it's like the I, Dragon I, Ball effect. Yeah. It, is Goku going to level up enough? Like turns out. Yes. The answer is yes. It's literally like Sonic. Got to go fast. Got to go faster. Um, fast it's a uh, it's pretty it's interesting because I always remember there were some parts that I feel like were recycled. 
in the first couple of seasons where you go like, my name is Barry Allen. It's like, sometimes mm-hmm. it feels like you're running from something and I'm, or some, some sort of iteration of that. I'm pretty sure that was said in the voiceover like five or six times as if it was said for the first time, as if it was like a new piece of insight. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's funny. I like Grant Gustin. It's not, it's, this is not against him. I think that the cast around him was just so good and interesting. Like um, the guy that played reverse flash and then ended up playing um, like 10 different versions of Wells, actually not even 10, like infinite versions of Wells. Um, That was so much fun. Like I, it was a good uh, show. God, I think the, I, I will name? probably tune uh, in. Harrison Wells, you're talking about what the hell? Harrison Tom Wells, yeah, yeah, he was fantastic. Like I, I loved watching him. I'm probably going to tune in to watch the last season, even without going back to watch um, hmm. any of what I missed. Yeah, like I said, I had fun. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that. Too. I probably am. I probably won't. What am I saying? I probably won't. But you know, you could if unless you tell me that. Hey, you know what? Go watch that last season. In which case, I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna watch that last season. I'm gonna lie. I'm gonna tell you to watch it no matter what. I it could be completely you. dog. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go look what? at you know. I'm gonna look at the reviews then. If I can't trust you, you I, I can what? trust the reviews. Don't. This is just one of those divisive things, right? This is one of those things where you just review bombed Flash on Rotten Tomatoes. Don't don't listen to those people. I'm not gonna listen to those people. What the critics don't review bomb, just fans. I don't give a fuck about the fans. What they think. <laughs> fans are crazy. <gasps> they are crazy. But let me ask you something. How crazy are they? Or is it the folks that are running Warner Brothers that are crazy? Oh, shit. Can we we actually not talk about this yet? Because we are approaching my sort of moment to have to step away. And I don't want that interrupt. Fuck, there isn't? There has to be something else to talk about. I can talk about Nope. You want me to talk about Nope? You know, we can talk about uh, Ezra Miller first. and then That's all Warner Brothers stuff. I know, but you could cut it there. Then you can talk about nope. Then we can come back to the important story because there is so much to be said about what's happening at Warner Brothers. Mm. Fuck with my juju. You know we we do. We just take a break and go see. We could just pause the recording. Le- yeah. Legit. Let's do that. All right. Let's do that. We're taking a break, guys. We're on break. We'll be back. And part of what we need to figure out is like, what the fuck's going on at Warner Brothers? Uh, we have a ton of news coming out oh, yeah. of there. Um, so it's funny. I was kind of lamenting the fact that we found out that Ben Affleck was going to be an Aquaman, but I guess that's the best thing that's happened to Warner Brothers. <laughs> oh, you know, I, 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 it's, it's, I'm torn on a lot of this news, but I'll let you, it's because I see where you're coming from, but I'm also like, maybe there's good, maybe there's some good in him, like Darth Vader. Um, and by him, I mean Warner Brothers at this point. So you, you go ahead and okay. do stuff, and I'll just comment. All right, let's let's work through it a uh, good, bad, and ugly style. So the ugly is Ezra Miller, and it is <laughs> right. Sorry, what? Yeah. No, it's funny that he is funny. I agree, but it's funny. It's... I'm gonna okay. We'll get I thought we were done here. talking about Ezra Miller and he was just like, I'm going to go ahead and just slide right in here with a little bit of news. I see I'm not trending. Let me do something. <laughs> let, let me, me do let something. Me fix, let me let me fix that. Uh, so the latest news with Ezra Miller is that 
he is apparently, I'm sorry, they uh, are apparently walking around with body armor and a weapon based on, I'm not really sure what, right? So we've talked about the fact that families have taken out protective orders against him. Uh, it sounds Did like they he sick is... dog the bounty hunter on him. Is that why he's walking around with body armor and, and is he weapon? still saying is he still a thing? Is dog the bounty hunter still no a thing? Idea. Oh, okay. I have no idea. I need you to update your references. So you're talking about like, I, do you know like another Tyson bounty hunter that somebody? I could reference? No, no, in no. Real no life? Before, yeah, the Mandalorian. He's not real, idiot. <laughs> but people understand what you meant. You talked that. about Mike Tyson punching somebody, but it's like, well, no, no, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is the Tyson. No, Mike now. Tyson. He's he's evergreen. Okay. Anyway, um, it, it's hard to say what the rationale is, other than possibly dog the bounty hunter, but we'll see. Um, someone I'm noted the surprised. Thing. That I made that reference to. I will say it did. It just came out of my mouth before I could stop it. Not my best hour, but you know, get the point. People get the point. Like fuck you. You weren't supposed to call me on it. <laughs> um, I would have so, done the same thing. There was a an activist who has had interactions with Ezra Miller who noted that the vest was a fashionable safety measure in response to actual attacks and received death threats, which is funny. I haven't heard any actual attacks. I'm sure the death threats might be true, but if there were actual attacks, I think that would justify it. I don't want to say I don't believe. No, I would think that uh, that would have been reported, right? Like, I feel like people would have, would have, been clamoring to say that he had been attacked if that if that had occurred um but that's just me who knows anyway i mean maybe it's... there's been like some uh attacks and like the sense that he's being pestered well no no one knows where he is right we still do we still yeah. know where he is the i was gonna say like no pestered by like paparazzi and stuff and i know we hear about like freaking being pestered by paparazzi all the time and like kind of just, ah like being annoying annoyed towards them yeah but yeah i don't think we've heard anything about even where he is at this point yeah so who knows how accurate even this is whatever who knows that he's wearing body armor it's like if he's wearing body armor and carrying a gun we don't know where he is how can we trust this information yeah true um we're also getting information from anonymous sources right so there are folks that are saying that his recent behavior is indicative of some mental health issues and there are also folks that are saying that like a, anonymous longtime family friends who are saying that uh, Ezra Miller is being enabled by their wealth and fame and earning potential, their whiteness and their beauty. Ooh, ooh, longtime friend went in. Um, to some degree, I, I agree with that because the fact that Warner Brothers has still said nothing, nothing about any of this um, is kind of fascinating as we start talking about what happened with Batgirl and Leslie Grace, like there is some of that, you know, I, I get that people are always like, why do you always have to make it a race thing? But there is an element to that when it comes to a perceived difference in behavior towards actors. Um, Cause again, we've talked about folks like Ray Fisher, Fisher who have otherwise done nothing wrong and have been shat upon by Warner Brothers. Um, it'll be interesting to see what your thoughts are about Batgirl because Leslie Grace is a Latina actress. 
uh, who is donning the the cape and cowl of Batgirl film canceled. And yet yeah. somehow Ezra Miller has escaped the ire of Warner Brothers and people are asking why. So before we move on to the Batgirl stuff, I'm curious, what if anything do you think about the Ezra Miller stuff? Uh, I don't think anything. I think uh, it's non-news at this point. He's still off doing his thing. Hopefully they find him. Hopefully he's brought to justice, so to speak. I don't know, for all the things that he's done. And I hope that he gets the help that he needs to improve in the future. Because, yeah, it it does seem like he's having like some sort of, and I don't know what I'm talking about, but like a mental break of some sort from reality. And I guess his money and fame is sort of enabling him, allowing him to go off the deep end, allowing him to go into hiding, um, allowing him to just continue to be doing what he's doing. So it's just not, it's not a great situation. I hope that it is resolved peacefully. Um, But yeah, continually surprised at the lack of action from Warner brothers, which became a little more surprising with all the other news that's coming out. Um, with regards to other projects at the studio that have been axed completely axed despite completely. being done or close to you're done. you're of course talking about scooby-doo right of course scoob the ha- halloween haunt scoob. or whatever it's called haunted scoob, halloween the halloween haunt halloween. um so yeah in addition to what the actors the talent are doing warner brothers is having i, I wouldn't even necessarily call them problems um Trimming the fat, they would probably say. Um, it seems like Warner Brothers says there's, there's, hold on, there's speculation as to the rationale as to why. Um, but the basic story is the fact that Batgirl, which was a uh, film budgeted for 70 ish million dollars, the budget went up to past 90 million dollars. And some of that was based on COVID measures that they had to take while shooting. Movies done. And Warner Brothers has decided that it will not be shown anywhere, not on the small screen, not on the big screen. Uh, There's a little bit of speculation as to why. Uh, Warner Brothers did come out with a statement saying that, hey, it didn't have anything to do with the quality of the film. uh, But it was more or less the fact that uh, it just did not fit. They they didn't say that. They said it, it has nothing to do with basically the actors being bad we have nothing respect for like leslie grace and all that something along the lines of that i don't think they said it had nothing to do with the quality of the film i'm sorry the actors not being bad Let's see here Hold on. now you're gonna make me look yeah. for it yeah go ahead and get the actual quote because i think when we're talking about this getting that specific i've got a. Uh... oh hold on never mind me <laughs> i'm still looking yeah we're having this discussion on lots of different places uh crap okay i've got i've got it for you guys um all righty making sure i'm i'm hurt uh the decision to not release batgirl reflects our leadership's strategic shift as as it relates to the dc universe and h uh hbo max leslie grace is an incredibly excuse me uh incredibly talented actor and this uh this decision is not a reflection of her performance 
We are incredibly grateful uh, to the to the filmmakers of Batgirl and Scoob, Holiday Hunt, Haunt, and their respective casts, and we hope to uh, we hope to collaborate with everyone again in the near future. So, I get what you're saying that that's not exactly what they said. That it's not about the quality of the film, but I also feel like that's splitting hairs. Um, I think for me, like, it's it's them. I don't think that because they didn't say it's not because of the quality. They just said the actor is great. Thank you to the filmmakers, but we're going in a different direction. I think that's a very PC of way saying the movie's not good. And from what I've seen, various other outlets, the movie wasn't good. The movie right. was not great. Yeah. So the speculation at the beginning was that it. I think there were rumors that insiders were saying that um, at first it wasn't because of the quality of the film. And then we got this statement where they're saying thank you to the actresses, the actor and the talent. Then there was another rumor that there was a screening and it did not fare well. Um, so the to that point jonesy the uh a lot of outlets are f- focusing on something uh i don't know if it was a, an insider or, or not but they said that while it didn't test well other projects that went through tested right. the similar so thing right. they uh someone even mentions a uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods had similar tests screening reaction score however they they got their input um but that one that one's going forward this one is not so, right. you know, this is definitely uh, not great in terms of the trend and in terms of the fact that a person of color is a project. And a essentially, woman. And a woman, person of color. It's, it definitely is, is not great. Um, but at the same time, in my head, I can understand on some level in that ever since Discovery acquired warner brothers and you've had the new ceo come in he's been undoing so many things from the previous regime including canceling something like the wonder twins movie and canceling the green lighting of other projects and from what we're going to be talking about later undoing a lot of the momentum of hbo max for better or for worse and it's clear to me that this regime doesn't see live action DC as HBO max fodder. They don't see it as a way to go to streaming. They see it as a theater only experience or a theater first experience, theatrical prime experience. And this movie was not made for the, you know, hundred million dollar plus 10 pole prime experience, or excuse me, a theater experience. It was made for a smaller prime audience. And he's just, Undoing Isn't it. that even in and of itself problematic, right? Why is this character and this actor limited to that? Why is Blue mm-hmm. Beetle limited to the small screen? It's, it's not Blue Beetle has been announced for a lot of the big screen since then. Since, since Zazlav took over. Okay. Since Zazlav took over, he said Blue Beetle no longer going to be on the small screen, big screen movie now. This one okay. was probably too far into production and already almost done to the point where it was like, all right, we'll see how it does. I wouldn't be surprised if they said if, if they thought if it's good enough, we'll get a, a theatrical release. But if it's not, we'll just take the tax right down and axe it. That way we don't destroy the branding of DC. I feel like this whole escapade is 
an illustration of why the tax code needs to change. <laughs> like it just, it doesn't make any sense to me that you can spend $90 million and then still somehow make money or not. Lose well, I don't that money. know if they're making money. I just know it's possible that the money that they will make that they have, you know, they've had their, their bean counters, you know, in the, mm-hmm. in, in the back room decided that this movie given that it's going to be HBO max would be predicted to bring in X number of subscribers, which would bring in this amount of money is not equal to, or, you know, greater than what we would get if we just did a tax breakdown. Kyle said flat tax. And that's not even, I'm not doing justice. Flat tax. I'm glad you added an extra X because otherwise yeah, it's going to be like too. sexy taxes. Hard disagree, Kyle, but that's okay. Um. So yeah, I, I don't know. I'm of two minds about it. I feel like I don't have enough information to have an opinion. All I know is how I feel. I don't like the way this makes me feel, That's uh, fair. especially given what's been going on there. But it, it that that opinion is not based on any actual evidence. So, yeah. and the other thing is, the, I'm sorry. The last thing I'll add is, I like. I liked Bad Boys 3, so I was really excited to see what the directors of that film were going to do in the Batman slash DC universe. Uh, they're also doing Ms. Marvel, uh, or the I'm sorry, the Marvels, okay. and it would have been interesting. I'm. Oh, and they did Ms. Marvel. Yeah. The, the, did they? The they directed episodes, I think. the first two episodes? I think so, yeah. Um, I am I'm slightly more worried for that project, even though it's not one that I was that excited for anyway. But I was hoping that they would elevate. No, I'm sorry. I'm on drugs. Nia DaCosta is directing um the Marvels. And the guys from Bad Boys 3 did the first two episodes of um Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel. Yep. Got it right. Said it right. So you Drugs know what? Bad, I can folks. Ignore the Marvels. Drugs are bad. I'm sleepy. It's twelve thirty. It's twelve forty two here. It's almost one a.m. Jesus, dude. Sorry. You can fuck the fuck off. I'm sleepy. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I, I, I this doesn't make me feel great on a a, lo- a representation level. It was really exciting when she was announced as it because uh, frankly there aren't like how many Latino superheroes are there? There's like Z two. Wait, Ghost Rider? Ghost we got. Several several mutants have been, but that's kind of Marvel's catch-all for for uh diversity in, in main cast is to use Mut- there's mutants. so many mutants they almost that, don't count. It, that's it's what I was gonna just throw say, in which is kind of kind of bad because the the mutants were created as commentary on bigotry right. and, and diversity. Um but now they've kind of become a, a catch all to to just get whatever whatever you can. Um but yeah, uh what is her name? Uh, um Alejandra Jones, I think the female uh, uh, crotch rocket riding uh, 
ghostwriter from South or Central mm-hmm. America, if I'm not mistaken. She like gets trained by the biblical Adam and stuff. Like I want that ghost ghostwriter for for Marvel. Oh, she gets trained by the biblical Adam. Yeah, I think he doesn't have a belly button. Some crazy some crazy stuff go goes on. <laughs> But you I'm are not, right. I don't believe you. Show me your belly button. <laughs> no belly button. One missing rib. I was gonna say you. You. You are right. We had a conversation about uh, Namor in the up, upcoming Wakanda Forever and the what appears to be Yucatan area yeah. Mayan influence. Yeah. 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 Um, which has a lot of imagery similar to to Aztec as as well, but. Uh, we were we were sent there, you know. Where is the where is the source character, the uh, Latin American uh, or other Hispanic, however you want to uh, phrase it, source character on on the level of a of a Black Panther for Not, them to get non-existent. A, to, yeah, that was kind of the thing that he was like, <laughs> well, oh, and you you can name some some side characters, some some characters that took over a mantle ghost ghost rider for for example um but there wasn't one that that just stood out outside of a spider-man My, miles morales uh i'm who's that this is uh t'challa oh that okay got it that black panther it was it was kind of blending in with your shirt uh detail not coming through so it just looked like a head floating <laughs> um I'll, I'll hold them there you here. go and there's miles and yeah so uh, again even miles though comes in with the with the name spider-man attached and that doesn't take i'm not saying that to take anything away from him but there isn't a character that has their their own name and title as a hispanic latin american character so i know it's it's unfortunate i mean I'm going to I'm going to partially blame Latinos for this. Unlike uh, African-Americans, we, we don't really fight for representation. <laughs> I feel like for decades, we've just kind of like, hey, we're kind of white. Let's go over here. We can, we can kind of pass, um, you know, it's, it's whatever. And or, or, hey, you know, you need to just work harder. I feel like that's everything. Just work harder and, you know, we'll be fine. And then you could just pretend it doesn't matter that there's no representation. That like, whereas I feel like African Americans are like, no, no, fuck you. We want our representation, and you know we're gonna do what we can to get it. And hence, yeah, there are some black superheroes and not <laughs> any brown superheroes. So I think you know, or I'll blame us. I say as somebody who has not really fought for that myself, but I'm just saying it's just a, I think a difference in culture. I, I so here's an interesting question since you brought that up. Of the characters in your books, and I apologize because I haven't read any of your books yet. How, How many of them are Latino? Um, let's see here. I'm trying to think here of my latest book. They're all mm-hmm. Latino. In my other book, which they there's a, at least a handful, but. Okay. Frankly, I would have made more Latino if I wasn't working with a co-writer who came up with the idea first and we just went forward with his stuff. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, okay. I mean, the book that currently wrote is takes place in like a Latin American inspired world. So yeah, I heard I, I was, I probably, I do want to read that one because that sounded like part of the big deal for that one was using that world um, and that inspiration. So and I do the thing where I'm excited to eventually when people start maybe reading it and we're releasing the audiobook eventually. So it's called City of Mages, but it's actually City of Mages. Like we're 
pronouncing it differently. Oh. And I'm ready for like people have listened to the audiobook. People are like, what the fuck? Like, what are these words? They're pronounced like way differently than you would have pronounced them. Maybe with like, uh, if you're just thinking about it from the English language perspective. Okay. Okay. Um, so sorry, I derailed that you were talking about. It doesn't feel good from a, a representation perspective. Oh, yeah. And then it doesn't, were... but at the same time, from a business perspective, bringing in the account, the new strategy that is clearly theater focused over HBO max focused. I could see why that decision was made, but it comes following, you know, decades and decades of just non-representation. Yeah. I, I think that's the thing that frustrates me about it is because let's suppose it was a different character. Would they make the investment to pump it up to that level? Maybe. And that yeah. like, that's what makes it hard to just accept. Because for a long time, I remember like part of the conversation being is that, um, is who drives people to the theaters or who wants to see a diverse cast and does anybody want to see that? And then one of the reasons why I like the fast and furious movies is because of that, right? They highlight, like they do such a good job. Um, and I get that everybody on the site kind of shits on them, but it, at least for me, part of the, re- part of the reason why I like them is that, that they do a good job of highlighting just the diversity of the cast. They do. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's that is one of the big drivers. And it like makes a, money like a shit. Ton it's not of money. just it's like it's like for tentpole film, like to the extreme in that it's not just demographic based on gender and age, but it's like race. It's like all over the place. Like so many yeah. different representations. So you have like Latinas going out, you have, you know, uh, you know, uh African Americans going out, you have everyone coming out, white people going out, everyone's going out to see Fast and Furious. And the fact that it makes so much money, I think, is probably one of the, the great things about it because it, it shows that if you invest in that, that you'll be able to make a return. So, meh, we'll see. Anything else to say before we move on to a different aspect of the story? No. Poor, poor Batgirl. Uh, we hardly knew you. Hopefully, we'll get to know you on the big screen. What would you do if they if they announced, you know, in six months... They're making a new Batgirl movie also with the same actor, except they're making it directly for the big screen. I mean, that'd be fine. I I don't think that that's the case. I think the only thing that would make... Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying that's I, I think the only thing that would sure. cause that would be a hue and outcry. Like, I have seen where people are upset about this. Um, mm. They would have probably announced it in conjunction if that was going to happen. Um, mm. I don't know. I I think part of the other thing that bothers me about it is the fact that um, the Joker like there's nothing about that film that is like oh, this needs to be on the big screen, except for the fact that it made a lot of money, right? If that was not the Joker, that could have been any movie. But that and was so before they were like really honed on the streaming strategy. I got it. I'm just saying like it just corporations and that are corporations. was like a that was like a prestige film the fact that it made as much money as it did was almost a fluke that was a movie they were just like oh this is a roster content this it was it was that- a fluke because it's not good <laughs> I thought it was entertaining and I thought it was it was worth watching but yeah I don't think I didn't lose my shit over it I am intrigued to see 
you know, uh, this musical that they're having with Lady Gaga and Joaquin Phoenix. That's going to be interesting. It's a, it's a bold move what they're doing with that movie. Like, I, I will say, we could have guessed the direction for that sequel for about 10 years straight every single day. I don't think we would have settled on, oh, it's going to be a musical with yeah. Lady Gaga playing the equivalent of Harley Quinn. Which is funny, right? So it sounds like you've seen where theaters have similar i'm sorry not theaters studios have similar thoughts about what they're going to do with stuff is it weird that the marvels and joker are both like hey you like musicals right what do you think about musicals it is a bit odd it's true it's a good point i didn't think about that i don't think yeah and it's like a deep impact and armageddon it's like the wide urban doppelganger movies doppelganger movies that a phenomenon is happening are they coming out around the same time do we know I don't, I don't think we know. know when Joker's happening. Marvel's uh, ten four twenty four is what Manny posted in the in Discord. Joker two release date. I don't think we have a release date for that, but I'm going. Yeah, I just told you. He just told you the release date. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about the Marvels. The Marvels no. release date. That is going to be July twenty three. Twenty twenty three. So about a year and a half apart. So not quite double ganger movies, but you know. I guess no. I still think that I just first. I think that the just the musical thing is so odd, so weird. But um, anyway, moving on. So there is a, another aspect to the story, and I think you probably have more of a hook on this. Um, oh, another... really quick. Hmm. This is actually segues into it more, but um, there's a new story that came out recently regarding David Zaslav and his overall plan for DC films going forward. This was revealed during an earnings call yesterday on Thursday. He says, you look at Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. These are brands that are known everywhere in the world and the ability to drive those all over the world with great stories, a big opportunity for us. We have done a reset. We've restructured the business. We're going to focus where there will be a team, uh, with a 10-year plan focusing just on DC. Um, And then someone went on to say that it's very similar to the structure that Alan Horn and Bob Iger put together very effectively with Kevin Feige at Disney. We think that we could build a long-term, much stronger, sustainable growth growth business out of DC. And as part of that, we're going to focus on quality. So I guess that was Aslav speaking. um, Forgive me on that one. Part of the article was covered up by an ad, so I couldn't see who was talking there. Um, Zaslav continued saying that the axing of Batgirl says we're not going to release any film before it's ready. We're not going to release a film to make a quarter. The focus is going to be how do we make each of these films in general as good as possible. But DC is something that we think we can make better and we're focused on it now. So he, according to a statement, is really focusing to ensure that the brand of DC is based around quality. And if there's a movie that isn't, that also it seems like he's not only focusing on quality, but going forward will likely focus on those tentpole characters as opposed to those other side characters. Um, Cause he's probably looking at it being like, how the fuck do we not make Superman work? How the hell do we not make, you know, these other main characters work as well as they could have. So I could see his focus on that front and really focusing and honing in on that and making sure that it's a theatrical uh, event. Um, I hear what you're saying but Mm -hmm. i do Mm -hmm. think that there has been some value in what they've done in not trying to be marvel um so i think harley quinn doom patrol peacemaker there are 
things that came out of like, hey, we're going to go our own way that really resonated, at least with me, like all three of the things that I made or that I named, I really enjoy. Uh, Titans is another one. And so it'll, it's, it's frustrating that they could not find a way to do both because generally speaking, people that I know that watch those things really like them. And it's hard to have brand loyalty if you're constantly, not constantly, if you're just taking away stuff that people like. Yeah, I see your point. So the approach for DC that they've been taking is let's make our weird little projects that appeal to a specific demographic and do that really well. And now it seems like they're very much like, let's just make this uh, as mainstream and big as possible. And yeah. it does feel it feels a bit archaic almost. I know that's been Marvel's approach and they've been successful at it, but I think even they realize that they can they can specifically target smaller demographics and make it work. And the funny thing about that is I at least for me, I'm at a part at a point where Marvel has become too machine-like and mm-hmm. I'm not enjoying it as much. I don't so, think it's the machine-like aspect to me. I think because like I'm looking at Ms. Marvel. It's not that it is a machine. It's just that it's boring. It got boring. It has <laughs> nothing to do with it. Like, oh, this feels the same. It was just more of like, I don't, it's just not good. So maybe that's part of it. But for me, the machine-like aspect of it is when it was smaller, you knew that you were going to focus on these specific characters and you were going to follow them on a journey. Now there are so many characters because it's just become like this. It's a gigafactory of superheroes Mm. and like, okay, we got, I was still in Germany the last Falcon and fucking winter soldier episode I watched. And I haven't seen Sam Wilson or the winter soldier since. And so you have to wait for so long for these characters that you want to see in a movie or a show. No, no. When did Falcon and the Winter Soldier come out? It was the second. It was the second one in the shoot. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. So like February, March of uh, last year. It's been a while. Okay, so it's been a okay March. So it's been a year plus. It's been a little over a year, a year and a half. It's been a year and a half. Yeah, but that didn't happen before, right? Like you would get mm. a teaser for that character, like they would show up in something else, and then you would get like. Finally, I am not the one with the internet issues or computer issues. I know your internet's been fucking solid. Yeah, I um I switched the unintended consequences, so I took the router and I put it in the office before that wasn't functioning, but the internet guy came out and fixed that. But now the internet doesn't work in my son's room. And so it's like, fuck, now I have to figure out a way to fix that. Oh, well, we're set. You guys can carry on with your conversation. What were we talking about? That I've enjoyed all of the, the oh, little yeah. projects that have come out of them not oh, trying yeah, Peacemaker. Be... Yeah. Peacemaker, like, I don't think anyone could have predicted how fucking good that show ultimately was. Uh, yeah. It didn't look very good in the trailers, in my opinion. And it was literally just after, okay, after watching that initial scene between uh, Peacemaker and the janitor, it was just like, oh, okay, I can get into this. Yeah. It was easy. To, it yeah. was just like, 
It was like slipping into a comfortable sack. That was weird. <laughs> what the fuck was that analogy that I just came up with? Um, but you know, it's just like a, it's like sliding into a comfortable bed. There you go. That's a better way of saying it. I don't know just, sliding is. Just get away from the sliding. Get away from the climbing sacks. into just... a comfortable bed. Sure. All right. Anyway. I'm sorry. So you were teeing up an, a story. Was I? Yeah, you were oh, talking about I was teeing about up you... a story. So essentially, uh, it's clear that they are having a, by they, I mean, Warner Ezra Brothers, Miller. a huge strategy okay. shift. Um, according to the rap, HBO Max is expected to lay off around 70% of their development staff. One company insider goes on to say, it sounds like they're not doing HBO Max scripted shows anymore with HBO taking over. So less scripted shows overall. Now, I'm wondering what that means when it says with HBO taking over. I think what it means is HBO will be covering all the scripted content. HBO Max will be covering more of the reality TV stuff. However, all of those things will still be released on HBO Max. Ultimately, it does mean that there will likely be a lot less scripted content, but it's not clear if there's going to be a situation where, you know, they're going to shift something from HBO Max to HBO proper in order to save it. So, for example, Peacemaker is safe. James Gunn confirmed that Peacemaker season two is safe. Um, What does that mean for shows like Harley Quinn? Is that going to be shifted over to HBO proper or is it going to stick with HBO Max? How is this going to work? What's going to justify, what is a justifiable scripted show expense under this new regime? Um, Regardless, it is clear that they, Zaslav, the new CEO, does not think streaming is a really viable way for scripted content going forward. On one hand, I get it. Because... I don't know. We don't know what sort of rewards they've had in the past year. I know last year they had to pay up a lot of money in order to settle contract disputes when they decided to release all of their movies on HBO Max. How much of that is a direct overreaction to that? I don't know. How much of it is sort of logical looking back and saying, here's what the what the accountants are saying. Here's what you know, we can expect the profits to be long-term. And he mentioned before that he doesn't see uh, HBO Max or or streaming as sort of like, or actually he didn't say this. I think someone speculated that they don't see the value in streaming as sort of a long-term benefit. It does sound like everything is more traditional, high, um, not quality, high production value content for their scripted stuff going forward. You know what's funny about that is I I've gotten to a point where Apple TV and HBO Max were the two streaming services that I would watch the most. Yeah. And now so for two reasons. One, HBO Max does not work here in South Korea. It's number one. Oh, okay. That's that's, a, that's two, a big reason why you wouldn't use a, HBO Max. That's a big number one. It's a big number one, but it does work with my VPN. Um oh, okay. but I canceled it anyway. And here's the other thing. As it looks like the shows that I like are going away, 
there's no reason for me to keep it. Why? So I can watch movies. Like I can, that's not an incentive for me to keep your streaming service. So I've gotten to the point where um, it's Apple TV. That is the number one uh, streaming service that I watch like all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm missing an episode of uh, for all mankind right now. Just to talk to you. So. Yeah, it's a, it's interesting. It's a bold strategy. Let's see if it works out for them. Uh, as Jason Bateman once said in dodgeball, and I don't know what the answer is because frankly, if you frankly, can dodge taxes, you can. If you can dodge rent, you can dodge taxes. <laughs> um, if you dodge taxes, you could dodge other shit. But anyways, so streaming. Uh, I, I've actually wondered about this because it does seem like streaming has been a bubble that is now bursting. And I'm wondering if they're also reacting to Netflix and what's happening with them, realizing, oh, we can't just perpetually grow for forever. Like that's just not something we can do. And I'm wondering I think if that's the bubble's bursting. With, that's the a problem with the perception of the American economy generally, right? That companies just have to grow, 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 grow. But yeah, anyway. that's um, that's yeah. I don't like I don't like that idea. Like I'm like at some point you got to stop growing. It just you can't keep growing forever. It's just it's just a natural thing. Okay, stop laughing filthy mind <laughs> anyways this is a. I, I think we we have roughly less than we have seven minutes to talk about bullet train so let's go ahead and talk let's, about let's bullet do train. it let's let's talk about bullet train so bullet train is the latest film starring brad pitt and a whole host of other folks uh david leach is the director and you will know him from such films as what else has he done He's done Deadpool. He's done Atomic Blonde. He did. Did he do one of the Fast and Furious? Or did he just? Did he do Hobbs and Shaw? Yep. Okay. Hobbs and oh. Shaw, and then he also yes. was one of. He was the uncredited co-director on the first John Wick. Okay. Um. So yeah, he's up there, and this film is, uh, kind of crazy. And right now, it is shockingly at a 53% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics and a 80, 83% from the users. Um, I, I found this film to be, well, let me ask you, what were your un unspoilery impressions of this film? Unspoilery impressions is that I thought this was a fun off the wall just jump in and have a good time type of movie it's the perfect kind of movie to walk in without any expectations and just be pleasantly surprised by just how likable everyone is how fun it is how ridiculous it is and if you're like a fan of of you know guy Ritchie, as everyone has made the comparison of before it's like it has that sort of guy Ritchie vibe where you have these sort of quirky likable ne'er-do-wells sort of doing things or usually not just ne'er-do-wells usually like assassins or something like that or killers i guess it's a better way of saying and um in in a somewhat a plot that sees from many different perspectives has a lot of overlapping sort of stories and um it just has fun with it it just it goes it dials it up to 11 and it just has fun the entire time I think everyone had a blast working on this movie. That's the thing. That's the impression I get. It's a little bit longer than it deserves to be. 
um, 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes longer than I think it needs to be given that sort of high octane sort of feel by the end, I was just like fatigued and ready to move on, but I still had a good time watching it. So I think if you're, if you just want a fun action movie that has just really likable characters and it's just a good time, I think you'll, you'll enjoy this movie. I also think it's one that I'll revisit frequently just to throw on the, on the background or to say, Hey, to a friend, we should watch bullet train. It's just like the type the perfect kind of movie that we would, I would watch like in high school or college, the perfect kind of movie for that. Um, maybe that's just the type of movie that doesn't appeal to critics these days, but regardless, I had a good time. I give it a solid B. Okay. Um, I would go a little higher. Uh, I was a minus B plus range. I'd probably settle on a B plus because I agree with you about the length of the film. I also thought that it got a little too ridiculous at the end. Um, mm. There was a, it's not grounded. Let's say hyper-realistic. Um, the majority of the film. And then like in probably in those last 15 minutes that they went a little long, I was like, this is a bit much. I was mm. still enjoying it, but it, it went from something that I do want to watch multiple times. So like, I'll catch it when it's on. Um I the Guy Ritchie um, comparison is apt. This definitely feels like, hey, I really I just saw Snatch and let's let's do that in Tokyo. Um, yeah. It has Kill Bill vibes. It even has some um, Mission Impossible vibes in some parts of it as well. And even some Robert Rodriguez vibes, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. You. yeah. Um, I agree. And I I really dug the action. I like when directors pull back enough so that you can see what's happening, so you can let the stunt people and the actors um, show you what they've been working on. Uh, so there weren't a ton of quick cuts. There were so many cameos in this film. Um, and it's funny. I remember telling Danny I didn't want to get another trailer for this film. And then we did. Fortunately, I forgot a lot of what I saw. Uh, just in moving around and moving from one place to another. And I was glad that I did. I think in terms of cameos, the only one that disappointed me was uh, Karen Fukuhara from uh, The Boys. And I I was... uh, Do you watch The Boys? No. Okay. Then it won't matter. But so... having seen her on the boys when I saw her, I was like, Oh wait. And then she didn't actually do anything in the film. And so that was disappointing. But other than that, everybody else was really fun. I did not realize that the voice in Brad Pitt's ear, when I saw the trailer, I thought it was Scarlett Johansson. And then it turned out to be Sandra Bullock. Um, Wow, are we, are we spoiling fun. now? Is do you consider that a spoiler? Is that a spoiler? I don't know. I, think that's I don't know. I don't think it's a spoiler, but you might think it's a spoiler. It's just a voice. But it was really know. funny. So there was, and I guess this is kind of a spoiler. Fuck it. All right. We're going to spoil a little bit. Spoilers? We're just Let's spoiling cameos at this point. Because I, I just think I want to say, like, it. literally, were they just like, were they filming right next door to the Lost City? <laughs> That's my question. <laughs> because literally, it's just like, hey, you know, Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum, like, hey, we're filming this movie over here. Do you want to have Brad come and take this role? And then Brad Pitt's just like, yeah, hey, I'm filming over here. Do you guys want to come and take these roles? And we'll just basically exchange, you know, some people across sets because that's it was just weird. I think it's weird that every time Channing Tatum shows up, like in a cameo, he's doing like some weird sex stuff. Like, that's what is thing. this? 
That's his brand. Is that his thing? Okay. It's his brand. It's weird. Yeah. Cause um this is the end was just on with um oh god. The 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 uh, Apatow crew. Yeah. And I was just like, this is weird because he showed up as Danny McBride's gimp. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's yeah. Strange. Yeah. I was like, that's strange. That's strange. But all right. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed I didn't you didn't read that the plot was complicated or people thought the plot was complicated. That's I think what the you plot assume. is complicated. That's what I do think. Do you really? Yeah. I thought okay. that I, cause I, cause it was one of those things where it got to, there's a point in a movie, especially, you know, mission impossible. Those are convoluted plots for me too. I don't know what the fuck is going on. All I need to know is like, should I be happy in this scene or should I be sad in this scene? Like when that's how fucking dies, base I am. How should I and where they say like, Oh yeah. Like when, when that one girl was just like, Oh yeah, I, knocked your kid off of a building so that i can get you here to kill the white wolf was a white wolf is that his name no. no the wolf was the mexican guy but who's the white um, his name is white white devil right? white devil and i was like how does that work how does how does how does knocking a kid off the building get a guy to come here and how does that guy coming here get the dad or the white devil to come here i just still don't I don't know the connections. I don't get it at this point. Um, and they're like you so many don't? little things. No. And then I still don't know. It's like, I, I get other aspects of like, oh yeah, I paid for everyone to be here. I kind of get that. But also I'm like, does that work out? I can't, I, I, I'm not quite sure. Maybe it's, so, it's it could just be me being slow. I fully acknowledge that. But at the same time, it was enough to the point where I was just like, I was losing threads, but I was just like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm having a good time. Um. I, I, what I understood was that she wanted to kill him and that Andrew Koji, who also loved, um, was. That was the son, the, right? Yeah. That was the method that she was I did going not like to him. use it. No. His character as a, is bland as fuck. His oh. character didn't do shit. He was just like, I'm angry. And I'm also just going to do nothing this entire movie. I like I'm I'm sorry white death not white devil mm. different things um I I think I'm just predisposed to like him from the Cinemax show oh god is that show gonna get canceled mm. into the Badlands? Oh, fuck no that that's different him? Asian you racist motherfucker um I wasn't talking about the are, are they gonna cancel know. warrior I don't know Anyway, that was my little freak out moment. He's great in Warrior. If you haven't watched Warrior, you should watch Warrior. Because um, I think it's produced by Shannon Lee. But it's also really good in its own right. Anyway. Hmm. Um, so the basic plot was she wanted to use him as an instrument to kill, spoiler, her father. Um, because everyone that has tried to assassinate her father... Um, he's used their weapon to kill them. So that was it. I don't understand it still. You explained it. I don't understand. Why does she think that he would attract the dad? No, I guess she... Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. How did she know all that stuff was going to happen there? And then how did she know her dad would show up? Uh, the money. It was the money to get the money. How did she so, know that? So here's the thing. You're right from the perspective of 
he'd been in the house in the compound for years how did she know that would be the thing to draw him out um that part i don't know i think she just knew her father does the best i could yes got it i don't get it i don't i don't think it's it's not it's not tied up enough for me i'm too fucking stupid it just i wish it was smoother okay i wish I, I kind of wish they spelled it out just a little bit more because I was just like by the end, but maybe it was a situation where it's, it makes sense if you think about it, but I just didn't have the time to think about it because oh there was God. so much stuff happening. Yeah. Okay. But um, um, overall, yeah, still, still a super fun movie. I liked all the characters took me half of a movie to realize I was out Aaron Taylor Johnson, because like I said before, every single time I super see him, bland. You don't know who he is. soldier a, is is what i think of him as and literally i was really proud of myself I was like oh shit i recognize him i recognize him now so that i think we're making progress coming. didn't see that coming um so yeah i i like that there was something i was gonna say oh also i was glad to find out that danny actually liked it but like i said he is a he's a diesel so uh, which is great. Like every time it came up, like I was laughing really hard. And part of the reason I was laughing is because my son loves Thomas. And I was like, I understand. Like, as he's referring to like Gordon and Percy and Thomas and the diesels, like fuck those diesels. I fucking hate the diesels too. They're fucking my, pieces. Of my shit. favorite part is that when they had the flashback and you see him with his train watching the TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's so silly and stupid. It was cute. So ridiculous. It was cute. And that was the other thing I liked about the movie is that I thought that they did a good job of making you care when you were supposed to. Like mm-hmm. I actually cared about them and their relationship by yeah. the end of the movie, um, which good on them because like you said, they're, they're not good people, but they're like, so, but they're likable, especially Brad, so. Pitt. Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt is so good in this movie. And I, I totally feel his exhaustion. He's just sort of like, Oh dude, I'm just, I'm just trying to get through life. And then just want to go I to keep getting this shit hand of the deal. Like his good luck. He has bad, such bad luck, but it's like, he's still alive. So it's still kind of like good luck, but it's still bad luck. It's very much like a trigun situation, right? Like he's, he's almost like bash the stampede. Like you're just mm. so kind of hapless, but also you're still good for whatever reason. Um, yeah. There was something I was going to ask you. Did you ever have a moment while you were watching this where you were like, is the person in his ear real? No, I figured really? that I was wondering, is the person in his ear bad? I thought that mm. um, or somehow she plays into it in a way that we can't see. But no, I, I thought she was real. But that's a, OK. I, I could see where you would have come to that conclusion. But no, I didn't think it when I saw the movie. Yeah, I just wondered. Like, it was the fact that he was like, oh, I've just come out of therapy. And now I've got this voice in, like this this voice that no one can see. And like, I mean, and but his he phones was like kept switching getting... phones. He was switching phones, though. Which to me makes it more likely that the person on the other end isn't real. Why? How? Um. Because who memorizes uh, numbers anymore? I was gonna say <laughs> is that it. <laughs> I know I I know two phone numbers. That's actually I'm sorry, three, and well, one of those three is my own. But what? But here's the thing, though. Like, if you were in this situation, I'm assuming that would be your fourth number that you would know. Maybe, yeah, maybe. She was the best handler ever. 
So yeah, I I did wonder that for a little bit, and I think it was part of it was the fact that, uh, like I said, he just talked about like, oh, I just came out of therapy, and it sounded like he'd been away from the job for a little bit, um, and so I I thought maybe he had some sort of mental breakdown or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he clearly did at some yeah. point, and it was like trying to recover from it. But yeah. but yeah, he was just so likable the whole time, and I appreciated his role in the movie. I appreciate everybody's role in the movie. They had, they all had some good stuff to do. I appreciated Zazie Beats's role in the movie. That was great. So fucking random. It was just like, all right. And I just love just how ridiculous it was with the this the venom. <laughs> he used the anti-venom on himself and was just like, oh, you don't have one for yourself? What's wrong with you? Gotta you? Pre- you gotta prepare better. <laughs> do you want me to hold your hand? Do you want a water? As she was like had like blood was coming out of her eyes. Do you want it a was, blanket? Uh, oh yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. Like everything, like I just, it was way better. It was exactly what I wanted from the movie. Like when I saw the trailers, I was like, I want this. Please meet these expectations. It met them fantastically. Yeah. Like it, 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 it hit my expect. Like I would have given this an A plus cinema score because based on the advertising and based on what I kind of wanted based on that, I'm like, nailed it for perfect cross section yeah. there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, oh, fuck. I just lost my thought. Mm. that's what happens at 1 30 in the morning i so I late for you. it's gone it's so late it's gone it's gone no it's gone has to do with perfect cross-section of expectations versus marketing and everything and how perfectly probably. it matched them damn it probably. Okay. probably um any other sort of critiques you might have about this movie because for me the main one i think was the length it just felt drawn out too long by the end, I was kind of ready to go. Before the end, I was ready to go. What about you? Apart from that, no, that was it. It, it really was. I thought it was just a little bit too long. Um, oh, that's what I was going to say. I remember probably about sixty-six percent of the way through the movie, I was like, "All I need to do is stick the landing, and I'll I'll walk out of here real happy." And that's where it felt like it faltered for me. Um, See, I, I don't I mind recommend- how the landing was done. I think you yeah, mind more than we, I do. We specifically talked about the, the train, talked about the train crashing. Just... No, 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 no. I'm not saying I didn't oh. matter. I'm just saying I, I like what happened. I just think they needed to condense it more. Um, because yeah. you, you sound like you probably didn't like the train crashing. That was probably it just got, too far yeah, it just got too, it just got too silly and too ridiculous. Like by the time they sped up the train and the train was on fire, then it all fell apart during the crash. And I was like, man, you didn't need all this. I was, I was there. We didn't need all this. Um, it probably could have ended at the very last train stop. Like if it had just gone down like a Western where they're like, everybody gets off the train and everybody starts murdering each other. Like at that last platform, I'd have been perfectly happy. I actually like how it turned out better than that. I I think I, maybe I would have appreciated if it was done well, but I like what it was done because standoff Western would have been like too serious. Like when it was good, when they were going down the train and it's like, I need a hero was playing in Japanese. I was in. I love that. That was that was my perfect. That was maybe great. it was just the crash. Yeah, like it just it, it got too ridiculous. By the time they crashed into another train, I was like, uh. oh, I I I definitely jumped in my seat when that happened. When the train hit, I was just like, oh shit! Like I recoiled substantially at that moment because I didn't expect them just oh, and then train hit, like out of nowhere. Did not Funny. see that coming. Okay. Um, but yeah, great movie. I, I think it's really enjoyable. If, if that's the type of movie you want to watch, if you just want a fun, good time, well worth the ticket price. 
definitely worth seeing in theaters if you can see it. If this will be a movie that will be revered by college students for decades to come, along with you know Guy Ritchie's filmography. I'm going to write a note to myself to look up the soundtrack to this and nope. I need a hero. And I like that they were using um the Japanese versions of popular music, like old popular music, like Bee Gees music and stuff like that. Maybe like one critique I do have. Uh, one other critique. Given it takes place in Japan, how few Japanese people there were. How few main characters Japanese, Japanese main characters there were. Because I don't see any reason why a lot of those characters couldn't have been Japanese, like the main ones. Apart from, and I think it has everything to do with the stunt casting that was involved with it. It was like, yeah. oh, we want to get Brad Pitt. We want to get Sandra Bullock. We want to get Zazie Beats. We want to get Channing Tatum. We want to get this person. Like, I think if it wasn't for the fact that they were celebrities, majority could have been Japanese. I mean, you didn't even need Michael Shannon to be Russian. He could have been Japanese. It really didn't have to be a Russian, a, a Russian guy. Like, it's one of those things where I'm like, they just wanted Michael Shannon. Yeah, I guess it could have been part of mythology, but it just, I just feel like given a movie where it was placed, there was a missed opportunity for more Japanese actor representation. Okay. And I say that fully acknowledging that that could potentially take away from some of the charm of just like, oh, hey, it's Brad Pitt. Oh, hey, it's Channing Tatum. And they did great performances for sure. So like no... No problem to get that, but it just seemed like I a think, missed opportunity. I think the reason, so I agree with you probably about Michael Shannon, but it sounded like part of the reason for that is because he is an outsider. I get um, it. And that was part of that. But with everyone else, I, at least my understanding is the idea is that these are assassins that come from around the world. And so it would be weird if, yes, I get it that the movie takes place in Japan, but a lot of the the crossover between them did not take place in Japan. It took place sure. in Johannesburg. It took but I mean, there could have in... been a, they still could have been an Asian yeah. assassin. They didn't have to all be white plus as you yeah. or I guess they weren't all white. You know? No, they weren't. And there was two non-whites. Yeah. Of, yeah. Okay. I guess it just seems like a missed opportunity. No. So there was a Mexican guy. Um, there was um, Zazie Beats. There is, um, God damn it. I always forget uh, the guy. Lemon or tangerine. Um, lemon. I always forget his name and it drives me nuts. I don't know. Uh, because I watch Atlanta. Brian Tyree. Brian Tyree Henry. So three. Okay. Now I pulled out the cast. So here's your representation. You've got Bad Bunny is the wolf. So Latino. You got Karen Fukuhara. So she was part of the train crew, which I didn't like. So I did want her to have a more prominent Karen role. Fukuhara. So who was she in the train crew? Was she the girl who she got would... hit at the end by the Zazie Beats? Not at the end, but the, the train car, the snack girl? Yes, snack girl. Oh, um, she's on The Boys. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry as Lemon. Zazie Beats as the Hornet. Um, you've got Hero as the Elder. Oh, here's one that I thought was weird. Uh, Masi Oka. So he was the train conductor, not the conductor, yeah. the ticket guy. Um, yeah. I was surprised that he did not have a more prominent role as well. I'm not because um, I feel like he's mostly a producer these days. 
and it was just like a cameo. It was just like, hey, this is fun. Yeah, I guess. I hear what you're saying, but still. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think he had a producing hand in this. So I'm curious if he did. Like, I uh, hear I what you're it. saying, but I do feel like um I felt like there was a lot of representation. Although I do agree that in some places it could have been there was a lot of representation, but I feel like there should have been more Japanese representation apart from henchmen. Okay. Um, personally, it was just an opportunity. I get what you're saying as well, but at the same time, it just is weird to me. Okay. Um, that was just like, oh yeah, it's set in Japan, so let's have people from everywhere. It's in it. It's an international city. It's a mega city. What do you want? Japan isn't a city. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey. I thought you said Tokyo. I thought I heard you say Tokyo because that's where it starts. Yeah, but yeah, they, they they exit Tokyo fairly quickly if bullet trains go as fast as they are rumored to go. They do, Which, you know. It's all it's all a it's all a lie to make Americans feel worse about themselves. That's it. <laughs> okay. I have nothing else Anything to say else? about this movie. Nothing else to say. Okay, we've gone on for way longer. I'm glad I didn't make a bet with Kyle because uh, I thought we could do this quickly. We can. I don't know what world you were living in. 45 minutes. What the fuck was that? Part of it, you know what? Part of it was I was emboldened by the fact that you were like, "Hey, this guy's not going to show up," and so the guy didn't show up. I didn't up say that. Kept on going. No, no, like oh, you mean today as at we, the beginning of the yeah, episode? Yes, as the sh- like as the show was going on, so that that naturally made the show longer. But you I'm, know, I'm going to fill the time. I lost nothing except pride. There. <laughs> all right. So I guess that's it, right? We're, we're done that's it. for this episode. We're all done. Shut it down. Cut the check. Uh, so, dear listener, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, don't forget, LRM has other great content, of course. Where else on LRM and the Genreverse Podcast Network? We've also got a Discord. Jump on there and let us know what you thought of Bullet Train. Are you in the 53% crew or in the 83% crew? I would like to know. Also, let us know what you think of any of the stories that we talked about today, especially Batgirl and whatever the hell else is going on with HBO slash Warner Brothers. Other than that, Jammer, where can you be found? You can find me on Twitter at Jam the Writer and all of my books under the name AJ Cerna on Amazon and Audible, except for, oh no, actually, City of Mages is available on uh, on Amazon right now, but I'd prefer you to go to mahiabooks.com. That's M-A-G-I-A books.com. You'll actually get that for $2.99 digitally as opposed to $4.99 on Amazon. So you can just give the finger to Amazon. We don't like you. No, actually, I like Amazon, but we don't like your, your monopolization of the industry. So come and support us directly. Wait, so I'm confused. Am I supposed to be fingering Jeff Bezos or not? You no, said absolutely. one thing and you took it back. Okay. Absolutely. Definitely, All right. definitely. All right, you figure that billionaire. Mm-hmm. And you can find me sleeping. I'm I'm so sleepy. I'm going to crash right after this. Yeah, so we need, to, we need to figure out a way to make this work long term. Next time, no, I'm no, not going to have... Was, this was fine. This was fine. It just went... It just went long. It just went longer. Yeah. Well, in the future, I won't have things in the middle of it. So, because I, I'm going to know ahead of time when we're going to be doing where, it. where your things so are we, we would probably be ending at least a half hour earlier or about a half hour earlier Woohoo! 30 minutes give him baby i'll take him yeah. but thanks kyle's on the ones and twos and we will catch you on the next one hasta lasagna please do not be getting any of that lasagna on your person
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.